the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is hour number two of the Bruce Hooley Show. We will have Ohio Senator J.D. Vance with us at the bottom of the hour, 1235. We are getting more details on the uh, victims of the Nashville school shooting. Uh, The head of the school, uh, Catherine Kuntz, was on a Zoom call when the shooter uh, blasted her way into the school by shooting out the glass of the locked doors to the school. It was reported initially that the door was left open. The door was not left open. It was locked, but it did not have bulletproof glass, and so the shooter shot the glass and crawled in through the glass. Uh, That the head of the school, Catherine Coons, was on a Zoom call at that time and ran toward the doors where the uh, shooter came in to stop her and was shot and killed in the hallway. Uh, One of the uh, children, Evelyn Deakhouse, age 9, uh, realized what was happening and was shot and killed in the hallway as she was pulling a fire alarm to hopefully alert her classmates that a shooter was in the building. I'm now seeing a first picture that I have seen of the uh, little boy shot and killed, Will Kinney. Just a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful little boy who his family says loved his sisters, adored his parents, grandparents, aunts, and uncles, and was always excited to host friends of every age. Sweet Will knew no strangers, and our hearts are broken for his family as they try to find their way forward. Uh, The substitute teacher, Cynthia Peak, is uh, a good friend of the wife of the Tennessee governor, um, who spoke about her in uh, glowing terms today. And, uh, of course, infuriated the left by asking for the entire state of Tennessee and all those listening to his comments to pray for the state of Tennessee. One of the little girls shot, not the one pulling the firearm, but uh, the other one is the daughter of the head pastor of that uh, Covenant Presbyterian Church. And the janitor, Mike Hill, 61 years old. I'm looking at a picture of um, Mr. Hill and... um, what may be uh, four daughters or several daughters and nieces. Just a just a great-looking group of people. Uh, he was one of several members of his family working at the school at the time of the shooting. Three other family members also worked at the school but were unharmed in the shooting. Uh, the shooter uh, was... Uh, we, have, we are... Uh, being told by Nashville police was under treatment for an emotional disorder at the time of this shooting. Uh, The details of that treatment, I think, are germane to this. Law enforcement, the chief of police in Nashville, says knew nothing about the treatment, uh, nor did they know that the shooter's parents 
did not believe that she still had any weapons. They, um, wait, I'm quoting now. It says, they felt she had one weapon and that she had sold it. She was under a doctor's care for an emotional disorder. Her parents felt like she should not own weapons, and they were under the impression that she didn't own any anymore, but she had been hiding several within the house. Uh, The parents did not approve of their daughter's uh, gay lifestyle or transgender uh, viewpoint. Uh, They prohibited her from wearing male clothing in the home, but she would leave the home and go to another location and change into male clothing. I'm reading this story as has just come out. Um, a missionary from Kenya had visited the church on Monday morning and had spoken to the children in a chapel service and left the school at 10:12 a.m. That is five minutes before the shooter showed up. Um, all three of the children victims had been in the chapel and singing verses of Amazing Grace to perform for their grandparents next week. So every detail you hear of this is going to be horrendous and awful, um, as is the case uh, in every mass shooting. Uh, Former FBI Assistant Director uh, Chris Swecker uh, was on Fox News this morning talking about the... um, lack of, in his view, justification for failing to release the manifesto that the shooter in this case uh, had and which is now in possession of the Nashville police. I actually think they can do it any time. As a former prosecutor, prosecutor, I can understand why you would protect certain facts if you had a prosecution to deal with. In this case, you don't. Uh, at least not. we don't have any facts that say somebody helped her or there was any, any it was a conspiracy. So there's no reason to protect that type of information at this point. Uh, also, Chris Swecker talked about the um, very routine pairing of a Christian school being on the property of a church. Uh, I know that is the case uh, here in Columbus at multiple locations. It is the case around uh, the nation. Uh, I know the Center for Christian Virtue has an initiative right now where they are starting schools uh, in churches because the building's available. It's oftentimes not being used or not being widely used Monday through Friday when school would be held. So this is something that is quite common around the country, and Chris Swecker addresses that pairing of churches and schools together in the same location. Churches and schools that are connected are, are, are tricky because— some churches are very conservative, and they have, and there's sort of a cultural clash going on right now. And some, pe- and some people, you know, take the, this political rhetoric very seriously, and they take, you know, they, they take action, this type of action. And then the school becomes sort of a collateral damage to that. Yeah, this is—we're going to find out unless it's just kept from us because uh, of uh, ideology on the part of uh, the Department of Justice, the FBI. I can't imagine the ideology exists in Nashville, but a lot of pressure can be brought to bear on the Nashville police by by federal officials not to release the manifesto or not to release portions of the manifesto that expressly say 
or articulate hatred toward Christians. Uh, This is not something that the transgender movement wants to be uh, a two-way street. They would rather tell you that it's all a one-way street, that they are the victims of genocide, that they are being targeted by Christians. I've gone through this and explained it that in the the it's actually an inability it's not an unwillingness it's an inability of people who believe what the bible teaches about god's sovereignty and authority there is an inability in believing that to also believe or endorse or approve of the transgender ideology you just cannot do it you cannot say i believe in a holy infallible loving god who would, oh, by the way, screw up and make a mistake on making you the wrong sex, and he would put you through that, but he would not put 99% of other kids through that. An infallible, loving God does not make mistakes in how someone is born, and he does not subject less, far less than 1% of the population to some excruciating mental struggle of transgenderism that he would not subject others to. So it is antithetical to being a Christian to endorse the transgender movement. It is not hateful. It is compassionate that you don't want people to struggle with that. But here's Chris Swecker with more that this, therefore, this pairing of churches and schools, therefore makes schools a target of people with a twisted mind. And many of these churches are very conservative, still hold very conservative values. And I see a cultural clash there. And, you know, that that creates tension and it creates a threat, mm-hmm. if you will, because there are, there are some very twisted people out there that listen to the political rhetoric and, and interpret it as a call to action. And I think that increases the threat level for the, both the church and the schools that are attached to the church. So it, it's just a it's a dynamic. You think it's dramatic to think, okay, this you know you should have an armed police officer out front of a school or a church, but that's your best first line of defense. It's a deterrent. It's taking into consideration the political you know and the, sort of the environment that we're in, the threat environment that we're in today. Yeah, and you see it in the media coverage that this is all one sided, right? Here's a headline from NBC News: Fear pervades Nashville's trans community. Amid focus on the shooter's gender identity, we were already fearing for our lives. Now it's even worse. Uh, are there parallel stories on the NBC News website or any website of anyone going out and interviewing administrators at Christian schools or students at Christian schools as to whether or not they are now fearful of people from the transgender community or the LGBTQ ideology? coming after them and shooting them. Uh, I know my Twitter account was suspended overnight because I simply retweeted something from a trans organization calling for a trans day of vengeance. But I noticed that their organization is still on Twitter. So we'll have U.S. Senator J.D. Vance coming up at the bottom of the hour. The double standard uh, on the left is uh, quite something. Uh, We have the uh, press secretary of Arizona Governor Katie Hobbs uh, tweeting out today 
a picture of someone with uh, handguns in each hand uh, saying that this represents their mindset. Us, when we see transphobes, this comes from uh, Jocelyn Berry, the press secretary for Arizona Governor Katie Hobbs. So in other words, if you do not subscribe to the transgender ideology, uh, we can shoot you. We can kill you. I wonder if she'll get banned from Twitter like I did overnight. So uh, this kind of nonsense uh, abounds out there. Uh, I point it out because if you don't, then you have no hope of stopping it. But do I have any real hope of stopping it? No, I don't. But again, you have to point it out because if you don't, it just continues and will get worse. Uh, For instance, uh, the dumb double standard plays out in front of us every single day on the stupidest show on television, which is unquestionably The View. Here is uh, resident idiot Sonny Hostin on The View, uh, adding her own special justification for the persecution of Muslims uh, in China. And so as a woman of color with a six foot two black kid in college and a five foot seven, five foot eight black kid in high school, I don't see that part of American exceptionalism. I'm sorry. I think this country has a lot of problems that could be solved. Yes, maybe they're putting uh, Muslims in jail in Afghanistan, I think you mentioned. And China. China, They're putting a lot of more black people in jail here. Uh, Maybe they're putting Muslims in jail in Afghanistan, was it? No, no, it's China. But they're putting a lot more black people in jail here. Okay, Uh, the black people and all people who are in jail here are in jail for committing crimes. The Muslims who are jailed in concentration camps in China have committed no crime other than their religious belief conflicting with the state's view of religion, which is a dim view, which is that religion shouldn't exist, only to the extent that the Chinese Communist Party smiles upon it, which means that it would not require any kind of authentic kindness, compassion, or fruits of the Spirit from people in power. Uh, That is the difference, Sonny Hostin. I I don't know what the height of Sonny Hostin's children has to do with (laughs) the uh, justification of Uyghur Muslims being imprisoned in China. I'm sure there's some connection there between the two, uh, but I don't grasp it uh, with Sonny Hostin. Uh, But, of course, racism is something that uh, exists in our country only from the right as a weapon toward the left. I'm I'm looking at uh, a story here from the Associated Press. The headline caught my eye. Black female athletes say having a black female coach is crucial. Really now? I wonder how that would play if the headline said uh, white basketball players in Final Four say having a white head coach is the key to their success. I don't think it would play quite as well. But let's dig into the story, shall we? South Carolina senior guard Bray Beal knew she could trust Dawn Staley before she ever suited up for the Gamecocks. Oh, really? 
I can't wait to hear why. It wasn't just Staley's coaching accolades um, that sold Beal. Beal knew that Staley, a black woman like her, would best understand how to guide her as she navigated both life and playing basketball on a big stage. (laughs) So only a black female head coach could help Bray Beal deal with navigating life and basketball. Uh, That is an exceedingly racist attitude. That is the exact same attitude that prevailed throughout the South and throughout America during and in the immediate aftermath of slavery. Uh, But we have finally left that Neanderthal stupid thinking behind. But of course, this gives the Associated Press the advance of South Carolina's women's basketball team to the Final Four. It gives them the uh, opening to write about the deplorable lack of black female coaches in women's college basketball. In women's NCAA basketball, a sport made up of 30% black athletes, black women made up 12% of head coaches across all divisions in 2021-2022. 14 black women led women's basketball teams across the 65 Power 5 programs this past season, up one from 2021, but that is less than 22% of the total in a sport that was played by more blacks than any other race in Division One. Okay. Again, uh, the supply of racism in America uh, far outstrips the demand for racism. The left is always, always, always looking for more examples of racism to the degree that uh, this past week on CNN, uh, one of their uh, producers tweeted that if you are white and you have ever used a meme on social media or a GIF on social media, for instance, if you ever posted the Crying Jordan meme, which was all the rage for a while, uh, well, that's racist. It's an example of digital racism. Digital racism. So if you are white, you can only post memes of white people. You cannot post memes of black people uh, because that's digital racism. Uh, you certainly, if you are white, cannot dress up in blackface. But, but if you are a man, you can make yourself up in uh, garish and exaggerated ways to look like a woman. And that is not... Uh, sexual blackface uh, that is uh, that is expanding the horizons of all of us who should uh, not just go watch a drag show but should take our kids to the drag show three-star general michael j flynn head of the pentagon intelligence agency knew all the government's dirty secrets he was one of the most respected generals in the military flynn knew what the intel world had been up to he understood its funding he ordered the first audit of the use of contractors this set off alarm bells the explosive new documentary flynn 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.